Hey guys, it's Maria and Inder today here with a new episode of Fraser Valley Real Estate News. And today we're going to cover. So today we'll be touching on blind bidding in BC with the new rules that are coming into place, the Surrey pre-sale market, and a shortage of listings along with Bitcoin funded mortgages. Crypto backed up mortgages. Not just Bitcoin. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Perfect. You want to do the honors? Sure. Okay. So. Never much of a reader anyways. <laughs> okay. So blind bidding that's coming to BC. Uh, they said, I think they're going to talk about it in spring. They're saying nothing set in stone yet. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I think they're actually going to be discussing it in the legislative building uh, when they discuss, I guess, real estate. Yeah. So it's like on their agenda to talk about it. And essentially they're trying to um make the market like normal whatever that normal is well it's trying to probably get put a control on all these blind biddings and the uh, prices skyrocketing two three hundred k over asking on every single transaction here yeah pretty much every one two months prices are changing so frequently yeah. it's insane i mean even for us like as realtors right now like our expertise has gone out the window yeah like one of my clients um uh, I don't know if I told you, he, so his, uh, you know, we were looking at houses, right? He found the perfect property, 1.2 million. We're like, great in this market, you have to put at least a couple hundred thousand dollars over asking, right? So he puts in an offer for 1.55. We think that, you know, we have it in the bag. He's getting the property. He's happy. What was it listed for? 1.2. Okay. okay. So 1.55, I'm like, okay, my, he's getting the property. Everything's looking good. You know, we put the offer in. We don't hear back from the listing agent. So I'm like, okay, like maybe, you know, he had a couple offers. I'm like, okay, maybe something's going on. He was nowhere close to the offer that got accepted. The property was full, uh, sold for $1.7 million. 1.7 from 1.2. That's almost 500K over asking. Yeah. But, but that also could be because he undervalued the property so much that they draw so much attention to it to get such a big number, yeah. which a lot of realtors are doing, which I think is wrong in general like don't undervalue the property so much to the point where it's a 500k difference yeah right like i did the market research and it should have been sold around that like 1550 yeah. so i was like okay you know what this is a fair fair price yeah. but for it to go all the way up to 1.7 million dollars that's still a huge where gap was between this property uh surrey cedar hills right here get this just last week property emission it was listed for i believe 1.1 it's a 30 year old home with the uh, Mortgage helper, three bedrooms upstairs, well kept, good lot size, about six to seven thousand square feet. Um, our clients put an offer for one point three, got it revised, put went back and forth, got them up to one point three five zero. Turned out that property sold for one point four million. For one point five. In mission. One point one. Right. In mission. And that's been a trend lately in mission, Chilliwack, Abbotsford. Even this other property, it was listed for one point two five zero. They had forty five showings that week. Um, we went and took a look at it. I told my clients, hey, there's no way in we're going to... This was an Abbey. Abbey. This property's on a hill, on a very, very steep hill, right? I told my clients, I'm like, hey, there's no way we're going to be able to secure this. I'll be really honest with you. Mm -hmm. And I was right. It ended up selling for 1.650. I told them it's going to sell for 1.6. And it was just for 1.250. Oh, my God. So Abbotsford? Abbotsford. Holy. Yeah. I remember when Abbotsford prices used to be like less than a million. Yeah, I know. People were like, oh. Who wants to move to Abbotsford? Abbotsford? I die to go back to those times right now. I, I buy up half the city. 
Oh my god, no. I remember like uh, one of my friends that we used to always make fun of, our cousin who used to live mm -hmm. in Abbotsford, were like, oh my god, you live in Abbotsford all the way out there. Nobody yeah. wants to move there. Everybody now wants to move to Chilliwack, not even just Abbotsford because yeah, of the prices. 100%. So I think this is why that they're doing this. So they're trying to introduce uh, blind, uh, I guess, uh, stop the blind bidding process that we have in BC right now. So for those of you that don't know, mm -hmm. uh, with blind bidding, like you don't know, the only thing you can actually find out is how many offers uh, uh, a, a realtor has, has, a yeah. listing agent has, yes. So how many offers they have in hand, that's the only information we have. We can never, we don't know how much they have on those offers. So it could be like, you know, a high price or it could be a low price. They can't so, disclose prices. Exactly. So we have to like do the guessing game to mm -hmm. see like, you know, you have to always put your best forward if they have multiple offers already in hand, mm -hmm. right? So that's why. And I think with this blind bidding, if they put a stop to it, essentially, I guess what it could look like is that they would have to disclose the amount that they have. Sorry. It's okay, Maria. It's okay. It's all good. We're busy realtors. We understand. Busy realtors. <laughs> um, Sorry, let's let's go back. What was I saying? Oh yeah, they're putting a stop to it. Yeah, much. so I think they're putting a stop to it. But uh, do you really think they can put a stop to blind bidding? Well, they, yeah, if they make the rules that says that we have to disclose. Oh, sorry, it. sorry, sorry. Of course they can do that. What I meant was, do you think that would have any effect on the way the market is going? Yes and no. Maybe for a little while it might affect it and help it slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, it also depends how many times you have to disclose that price. Let's just say if we have five offers on the table and the realtor tells everybody, hey, the highest offer is for this amount. He's already disclosed it once. Mm -hmm. And then people revise their offers and resend them. Mm -hmm. Now does he have to disclose it again? It yeah. really depends on what the actual technicalities of that rule change will be. And that'll be depending on how it's gonna pan out. Mm -hmm. O overall, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference because the main issue right now is because of supply and demand. There's 40 people that are looking to buy one property. Yeah. If there was 40 listings out there for 40 buyers, there wouldn't be multiple offers and blind bidding happening in the first place. Yeah. Everybody would have a property to secure. Yeah. So I don't think it's much of a fix. I think it's more of a band-aid. Yeah. A very cheap band-aid that's going to fall off pretty soon from the dollar store. I think kind of like, you know, they thought like foreign buyer tax is going to stop people from buying. Yeah. But like, like well, well, the market's still the same, it right? It slowed it down for a little bit. And then, but you know, like boom. it's back because the thing is like a lot of like, it's not on commercial properties. It's only on residential properties, right? The foreign buyer tax. And it's all, and again, like the people that we're helping, like all my clients that I'm helping right now, they're all locals. Like, they're all locals. They're from BC. They're buying it. Right. Like the ones like the the very few clients that I'm helping, they're not from BC. Right. They're like they're doing commercial deals. They're not even yeah. doing residential deals. They're not interested in the residential deals. Last year with all the deals I did, I didn't have a single foreign buyer. Yeah. I had one person that was out of province. Yeah. And that's it. Actually, two, two clients were out of province. One was from Toronto and one was from Alberta. That's it. Yeah, so like it makes you think like, you know, like they, they keep introducing these new things, but mm -hmm. like, is it really going to have an effect? Like you said, it's just a band-aid. Yeah. Right, you're Honestly. not really fixing the issue. Um, the other thing with the blind bidding was that uh, they're also doing cooling off periods. Mm -hmm. So for cooling off periods, um, <laughs> I guess they're doing the same thing that you do with pre-sales. You have like seven days to essentially say, mm, I've changed my mind. I don't want to buy this anymore, right? I'm personally not a fan of it. Yeah. I don't think they should implement that. If they want to implement the whole blind bidding thing, I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they should do a whole cooling off period where you have seven days to back out of the contract. That's why we have a subjected offers in the first place. Yeah. Right? 
and more so all the clients that Jazz Obra Group, or at least I personally deal with, yeah. we make sure we do all of our due diligence beforehand, yeah. before we even write the offer. Yeah. So we check everything off for our clients. So whether they have the seven days, our homework is already done. They don't need those seven days to back out. Yeah. If they want to back out, they'll do it well before we even put the offer in. Mm -hmm. And I think most of the realtors out there act that way and work that way. So I don't think a lot of people will be actually backing out of contracts. Um, out of 10, maybe one to two. Yeah. It's a very small number, which is normal. In pre-sale, that happens as well all the yeah. time, right? People back out, they get cold feet. Um, yeah. But you know, like I think like with this, this is just another thing. Like, for example, you like, you know, assignments, mm -hmm. right? They made a change. You can't do assignments anymore. But now what it is, you just do an addendum and you have to put it in the contract, right? Yeah. You cross it out. Cross off 20 A and B. Yeah. Do a separate form for assignment terms and then boom, you're back in business. And I feel like the same will, will happen with cooling off period. People are going to sign away. So the seller, because think about it. The problem is that inventory is less, right? Sellers are looking to make sure that this person can walk out of the basically the offer. So that's why they like the cash offers. Okay, they it's set in stone, they're going to get this property, right? Yeah. Same with cooling off period. It's just another subject, basically, right? Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. a seven-day subject. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, about. exactly. So what they're going to do is just they're probably either going to cross out the same way we do assignments or put in the contract, the buyer weighs their right to uh, a seven-day cooling period, yeah. whatever it may be. Pretty much basically means more work for us realtors <laughs> yeah but day. but at, at the end of the day it's not solving the issue which nope. is low inventory right exactly. and i guess we should maybe touch in on that and it could lead us to our next uh topic uh which is the frenzy of real estate sales in 2021 means bc is starting the new year with the lowest active number of listings and I'm pretty sure everybody, you guys have all been hearing this past couple of weeks from other realtors and everywhere in the news that we don't have any listings at all, which is very true. Yeah. You've been saying the same thing? Yeah. We've been saying it like last year too, like, you know, inventory is low. All these buyers are lining up outside of open houses, yeah. trying to get in. Sometimes properties don't even, like, you know, they don't even have the open house. They're sold before. It's happened to me a lot where a lot of bull just this was all happening last week where I was trying to secure a property for my clients in Mission, Chilliwack, Maple Ridge. And a lot of the properties had open houses scheduled and they weren't doing showings beforehand. So we abide by those yeah. rules. We set appointments. And the day before we're going to go see it, sometimes even the day of we're going to go see it. Oh, sorry. We've got a bully yeah. offer and we're going to look to accept it. It's open till 12 o'clock. So send all your offers. And that's yeah. like a two hour notice when my client hasn't even seen the property. Right. Yeah. So a lot of clients are losing properties just for that reason and it's because there's not enough inventory someone who has money who has enough capital mm -hmm. they're willing to go ahead and put a over asking offer of like two three hundred k a deposit with the offer and at the seller why would he not take that yeah he save themselves the hassle going to the doing the open house doing yeah. everything and then still maybe not having they're gonna an have 40 50 people walk in their house yeah they're avoiding all that the realtor's happy as well clients are happy they're getting the price that they want what more do they need right yeah. And last week I went to, well, four showings. Every single one I went to, I asked the agent how many showings they have scheduled. It was same answer, 35, 45, 50, around that ballpark. You know, I, I can't even get slots in the, like, you know, they do one to three, two to four. I can yeah. never get slots in. I have to call them and like, just squeeze me in. Yeah. And they do appoint, uh, like, you know, open houses by appointment only. I'm like, then squeeze me in because I can't do it any yeah. other way. Well, what happens to a lot of realtors, they know how to use a touch base properly to like set up a timing where you yeah. can do double bookings and stuff and shorten the time slots from half an hour to 15 minutes so that helps a lot one one uh, agent had to they had two to four 
She had to start her open houses because she couldn't accommodate everyone. She had to uh, start it at 12 o'clock so people can come 12 to 4. Yeah. Which I think is good though because like if I'm a buyer, time. right? If I'm yeah. a buyer, I can only show him a certain amount of properties in the two to four window. Yeah. Especially if they're spaced out in a few different yeah. cities, right? Like if I want to go from Abbotsford to Chilliwack, it's going to take me at least 20 minutes to get there, right? Yeah. And the drive time and everything. So it's, I really appreciate it when the They're realtors allow me to get in beforehand. Yeah. Really appreciate that, right? Yeah. Here, let me read some numbers here. So, number of homes sold in British Columbia broke a record. So did the sales dollar volume as well. Um, we had a total of a hundred and sorry, one hundred two, one hundred twenty-four thousand eight hundred fifty-four residential units were sold in twenty twenty-one, according to the BC Real Estate Association. Ninety-four thousand and one units the year before that, an increase of thirty-two point eight percent. And it was also a good year for sellers with the average price going up 18.7% from the previous year. Homes across BC sold for an average of 927,877 compared to 781,572 in 2020. Wow. A whopping $115.8 billion of sales volume for the year, which was up nearly 60% from 2020. Holy. People got some deep pockets. Yeah. You know, like the property I was telling you earlier about, the one that yep. was sold for 1.7? Mm -hmm. Those people, so their completion was three months before they sold that property. So they made half a million dollars, basically, from what when they bought the property. They made half a million dollars yeah. in three months. So, you know, people always, like, they always talk about, like, where are people getting this money for? Where are they getting their money from? From here. The thing is, what I feel bad about is the first-time home buyers or people that yeah. are just trying to get in this market, I feel bad for them. Of course. What does this mean for them? Yeah. They're pretty much being washed out of the single-family home market altogether. Yeah. Townhouses are getting up there as well. Uh -huh. I sold a townhouse for 900K. Townhouse is over a million now. Yeah, exactly. Like, South Surrey already had townhouses for, like, 1.1. Yeah. Some are 1.2 now, so it's just insane, right? Um, because they're, you know, first time home buyers, because they're not able to buy properties in today's market. Now they're like thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe we should buy property in the future. Right? So yeah. now they're putting all their money into pre-sales, which also like in a way it's good if you're an investor and you're putting your money in pre-sales, but if for somebody who's like, it's their first home, they have to like wait four or five years for them to like move into their home. But and the funny part about that is even the pre-sale market is so saturated and so competitive yeah. that people are having a hard time securing a unit. And if they are getting a unit, they're paying prices that are like 200K more than what the original price sheet indicated, yeah. right? And a lot of these developers and developments out there, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to allocate units for your clients because some of these developers, most of what they do is they give out some of the units to their friends, family, and relatives, yeah. and all the people know before it's even released to the public. And the public pretty much gets the bottom of the barrel crap. And that's what yeah. they're left with, yeah. which is unfortunate, but it is market. Like, yeah, like right now, pre-sales too, like they keep on like, you know, pushing it, right? They're like, okay, we're, you know, we're, we're releasing it this day. We're releasing it that day, right? So there's a lot of uncertainty too with them and you know they're already being really frustrated with how the market's going on right now given that even pre-sale projects keeps on getting delayed yeah. right and then they can't even like you know secure a unit in it they have everything ready to go they have their deposit in hand everything is ready but they still can't secure a pro like a unit it just makes you think like like how like you know the first time home buyers or even people who are just starting to invest how are they able to even get into this market yeah. if they can't even like you know 
do anything about it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's, it's completely out of their hands. A lot of people are starting to invest in Calgary and yeah. other areas of Canada um, where the market isn't as strong or as booming as it is here. Calgary is yeah. a great place to invest because they don't have uh, property transfer tax and all these other things. Mm -hmm. But then again, the property values over there are not increasing for the last 15 years. I haven't seen a big boom there ever. Yeah, Gary was telling us yesterday how like the client who bought a property, there was a client who bought a property was it 10 years ago or 15 years ago? Uh, he bought them like 10 years ago over there. He bought like two or three properties and pretty much at the end of the 10 year period, he pretty much lost around $28,000, $30,000 on the properties. Yeah, like he, instead of like appreciating value, it depreciated yeah. value. My own clients, they moved from there, right? Yeah. He was telling me, he's like, the market over there is crap. Whereas here, he secured a unit. And by the time he moved from his province to here into his unit, it had already appreciated almost a hundred thousand dollars wow so that's the power of bc real estate yeah but you have to think like bc like you know with all the property transfer tax i always think like the government makes, makes a lot of money well it's a monopoly for them as well yeah they, i mean they make so much money right? from all our tax i mean fair enough uh, right also I, I don't know if you read it or not but i was just reading an article um the government also is thinking about increasing the down payment required for investment properties. Okay. So currently all across the board, if you're buying a second property, which is mm -hmm. an investment property, you're required to pay 20% down. Yeah. They're thinking about increasing that to maybe 30 or even 35%. Now that will definitely stop yeah. and help slow down the market because 35% is, is a substantial down payment mm -hmm. amount, especially for people that are looking for investment. It's gonna knock a lot of people out of that bracket. Yeah. That I think will definitely help, but but we'll then see again, if they do that or not. you know what I think? I think only the people who don't have basically the rich will always get richer. Oh yeah, they will still be able to afford the 30, 35 percent down payment. But then you know the ones that have been saving so much money, trying to secure it's, that. It's the lower middle class and middle class that are going to have issues. Yeah. The higher class people that have money are not going to have an issue with it. At the end of the day, you need money to make money. That's how it's always been. That's yeah. how the world revolves. And it's going to keep on going like that. There's no changing it. Oh, God. <laughs> I got so, depressed <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it, I also, like, worry about us, too. Right? Like, in the future, like, like, you know, like, yes, we say, like, we're buyers, too. Like, we want to buy real estate and like invest and do all of that yeah. too right and if that keeps on going up right like before like if every year keeps on going no matter how much you save it's never going to be enough because it's it's going up and up and up because also the greed goes up as well along with it yeah. right it's like okay i have two properties now let's just get one more okay I have yeah. three now i want one more yeah even me sometimes when i'm getting buying these properties from my clients like i see them like oh shit, i should have bought that property yeah oh, i should have got that property too right because you see how much money they're making people people in the industry say oh realtors make a lot of money yeah no, we get paid a decent amount for what the amount of work we do and what yeah. we deal with, but it's the clients that are making a lot of money. Yeah. I saw this one property that was on the market three times this year. Mm -hmm. Three times they got flipped this year. It went from like a million to 1.3, from 1.3 to 1.5, from 1.5. Now it got resold again for 1.8. Wow. So every single person that's selling this has made about two to three hundred thousand dollars there whereas the realtor is only making what like twenty thousand off of that deal mm -hmm. right yeah no that's crazy and that also i think because people i think part of the reason that we have such low inventory and so many buyers i personally think it's because of fomo 
people are in fear that you know they're not ever going to be able to secure a property so what they're doing is like okay you know what we need to buy right now right then and there and that's what they're like cash off or this this huge amounts right like because they're like we need to make sure we get something right so that's why i think also like buyers are going so crazy on these properties and going way over asking because they're scared that they're going to like like you know miss out on it so basically having that fear of missing out i think to a certain degree that fear is real yeah i think if you are a first-time investor i think you should get into market as soon as possible because my whole i'm 20 years old i've been living in surrey my entire life and i've been hearing my parents relatives and everybody saying Oh, when the market goes low, we'll, we'll buy a house. When the market goes down, we'll buy a house. When yeah. the market goes low, we'll buy a house. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's too high right now. It's never gone low. It's yeah. been 28 years. Yeah, 2008, we had a crash. After that, I've never seen it go low. It's, yeah. it's always going up. Yeah, it'll steady up for a bit, but then it's going to go back up. Yeah. So it's like buy a property, rent it out, keep it, hold on to it. Whether the market goes up, down, yeah. eventually it's going to go up again. Yeah, I think the same thing with like the pre-sale projects as well. Um, a lot of parents, because they're worried about their kids' future, because they're not able to like secure something, and you know they're just scared their kids are not going to be able to afford it. Before you could have had a job. Two people had a job. They could afford a house. You know, have a, you know, have your family there, mm -hmm. a big house, whatever. Not a big house, like a medium-sized house. Um, now, like somebody making like even like you know hundred thousand dollars both individually hundred thousand dollars you hundred thousand dollars me 200k combined income yeah combined income you can buy a property in surrey that's like a mid-sized property like a detached house mm -hmm. with tough. that much money with yeah. two hundred thousand dollars a year right it's going it's so tough to buy because even like you know it's not just about like okay we need to save up for down payment okay yes you need to save up for your down payment but who's going to be paying all the other bills like each meal is at least like $20, right? Like everything you pay, your rent is expensive. Everything's expensive. The At the end of the day, the money that you're left over with, how many years do you have to like save that up for, for you to be able to have enough for a down payment for like a, a property that's over a million? The average family doesn't even make 200K. Exactly. Let alone, they don't even make 100K. That's what I'm saying. So someone with a, like, <laughs> a really good job and you're making 100K each, yeah, right? So it's just insane yeah personally i think in the in the coming years i don't know what's going to happen to the market but like right now it's all of our parents and this generation that's buying these properties and has all this wealth when it's people yeah. that are mine and your age yeah. when they get older and they're the ones that in this market mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of them are going to want these big houses no you know I went, when i went to montreal i love the houses how they had like those like the red bricks and like you know the apartment style yeah they're really nice and spacious on the inside but they're all like attached like i would be okay living in one of those houses too no i personally want a big house <laughs> or 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 an acres or something i've always i don't like being confined to a small space yeah let me i mean you have a dog yeah. too yeah he deserves a backyard <laughs> in his dreams for me like i really like that look like i wouldn't mind living yeah. in one of those i don't mind a brick house yeah but as long as it has that like feel to it right like mm -hmm. the way montreal does buy investment property let me know if you need a realtor <laughs> i got you i will actually will um in montreal though yeah there's also this other story it's about uh oh yeah maybe we should oh wait, i want to say one more thing before we end it what Pre-sales, the reason they, they're also like, you know, selling in record time is because these parents are now buying for their kids so they can secure something for their future. A hundred percent. Right. So. Because at the end of the day, if you can't get into the market right now through a condo, to a mm -hmm. townhouse, to a single family home, the next best thing and the cheapest investment out there at the moment is a pre-sale where yeah. you only have to put your down payment and let it sit there for a couple of years until the building is complete. Yeah. And at that point, you have an option. You can either finance it and complete on the property 
or you can sell the property off yeah. to another investor who's willing to pay you a premium on it and you'll make some money out of it. Yeah. So either way, it's a win-win for the initial investor and it's probably also an, a win as files for the buyer as well because yeah. eventually it will appreciate. And the deposits are done in increments so you don't have to give all of it all at once. Yeah. And shameless plug at Geo Group, we do a lot of pre-sales. So if you are interested in pre-sales, you know the people. Exactly. You should, yeah, you should contact us so we can tell you more about them. And we know what we're doing and we do get access to units. Yes, because we have lots of clients. <laughs> okay, should we talk about the crypto-backed mortgages? Yeah, people are saying, oh, let's buy, um, you can get a mortgage through using Bitcoin and crypto, which I think we're a long way from that to, to happen. Yeah. Um, one of the major drawbacks is, um, we have deposit checks that sit in trust accounts. How are you gonna have a crypto amount sitting in a trust account? There's no way of figuring out where it came from, who it's for, and- The way it's it, fluctuating too. Yeah, what if you, what if you <laughs> deposit a $50,000 deposit via crypto into the trust account, and next day the Bitcoin's down like $20,000, then what, what does that mean, right? Yeah, or like it goes up so much, then you're like, oh crap, can I have my deposit yeah. back? Because it's worth this much money. And they were also saying that in order for you to even get a mortgage, so you need to have enough crypto that's equal to the value of the property, and then based off of that, they'll give you 50% loan, I believe. That's what it was here. Fine. I didn't read this article. A client wishing to take out a Bitcoin mortgage needs to own as much, as sorry, as much Bitcoin equivalent to the property value or purchase price. The company will issue a loan equal to 50% of the combined value of both assets. So who has Bitcoin that's worth like $2 million? Not me. Exactly. So I think it's like, yeah, it's a long way. It's, just, it's, not, it's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a, it's a neat idea. Yeah, it's cool. Crypto. I invest in crypto. Yeah. I, I pulled out all my money in crypto. I'm like such a safe investor. Like I don't like things going like this, up and down, up and down. I just stick to stocks and real estate. They also go like this. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like at least like with, <laughs> These are value stocks, okay? Crypto, like it's like one day you ha you're up, one day you're like down, like right? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but then with like for example, when I say stocks, I don't mean like I don't mean like growth stocks, right? Like the ones that you were just you know like skyrocket up, right? Mm -hmm. To the moon. I'm I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking about like Apple. I'm talking about like those type of stocks. Yeah, like, it goes up. And you know, like, you know, the financials are looking great. They're coming 100%. out with products, this and that. So there's something backing it up. Yeah. With crypto, I feel like it's, it's, it's all hype. Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> Only time will tell what happens. Yeah. You got to take risks in life. Hey, sometimes you invest, you lose money. Sometimes you invest and you big win. Or yeah, win you know big, sorry. Win big. We win big here. <laughs> but you know what's the best investment? And that's also safe. Real estate. Real estate. Invest in us. Yeah. We secure your future. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today at another Fraser Valley Real Estate News. Be on the lookout for our next one. This is Maria and Inder signing out. For exclusive updates, don't forget to sign up for our VIP club. Do it! Right now. <laughs>